0: You're listening to the Disciple Community Podcast, sermons, teachings, and timely words from the Disciple Community Gathering at The Source Wichita in Wichita, Kansas. For more audio, video, and other resources for Christian growth and encouragement, visit SourceWichita.com. I appreciate everybody's support and thank you for that prayer, Jason. And I just want to invite the Holy Spirit into this room and, um, Lord, I ask that you just make this more of you and and less about me and just about your glory and and what you've done for me in my life. You may not uh, know this about me, uh, or you may. I was uh, an international spokesmodel for 10 years of my life, started very young, but I am terrified of public speaking. (laughs) It doesn't make sense, I know, but um, the thing I loved about Uh, being a model or spokesmodeling or acting or any of that kind of stuff is I get a script and everything's written out perfectly hey Liz this is what we'd like you to say this is the direction you want to take it and and you get to inject a little bit of your personality in there Um, but I never had to talk about myself I never had to be vulnerable Um, I never had to share any of that so it was really easy to kind of go into character if you will and pretend that I was confident and uh, all that good stuff. Um, so I'm going to share with you a little bit about my, my own story and my testimony and um, why I was so painfully shy. And um, I, I wasn't sure about this. I was doubting myself because I was like, you know, is this a powerful testimony? I, I didn't go through drug addictions and things like that. Um, to, to be ironic, my addiction was makeup. So I was like, nobody's going to think, you know, that is that serious? I don't know. Um, but it, it dates back a long time ago because I used makeup as a mask to hide behind, to hide my insecurities, um, to hide my flaws and, and never have to to show who I really was because I had issues with self-love. Um, that started really young. It started actually when I was uh, in my mother's womb. <laughs> Let's give some testimony. Back in 1983, I was born. <laughs> How long you got, you know? Um, But unfortunately, um, my father was horribly abusive. And while she was pregnant, so I'm lucky to be alive, lucky to be here. And um, in my toddler years, I would randomly have seizures. And they couldn't figure out why. If a door slammed, um, I'd go into a seizure. If there was a loud voice or particularly a loud man's voice, um, I would start seizing up. It terrified me. And the only thing they could figure out that was wrong with me was what they called pre-birth trauma. So um, I was I was very shy as a kid um, up to grade school. I was in counseling because I would have kind of emotional fits and breakdowns, um, and I would I would lock up emotionally. I wasn't like physically having seizures, but I would just seize up emotionally, and I wouldn't um, connect with anybody. And I would hide behind my mother's leg. I was painfully shy to the point that I was nearly mute, Um, nearly a mute kid, until I started um, writing. And I had an opportunity to do a DARE competition, Um, you know, Students Against Drugs, all that good stuff. And I won. And if you win, you have to give a speech in front of the school and the mayor. And I didn't know how to do it, but but I did it. and, And I realized I had a voice. And um, I started getting into modeling probably. That was in fifth grade, sixth grade is when I started getting into modeling. And the first time, um, my sweet mother allowed me to play with makeup. And you would think this would be an exciting opportunity for a girl, especially who who became a makeup artist as an adult, but it was actually a really toxic relationship that I had with my makeup. Because I noticed that uh, when I would put my makeup on, um, people would say nice things to me. Oh, you look so pretty. I would get attention that I didn't get before. Uh, maybe attention I didn't get from my dad. Um, he missed a lot of a lot of special days, you know, birthdays, um, dance recitals things like this, so I just, I think I was seeking out attention in other areas, and my mother showered me with love. She gave me so much love, but there was just always like this hole and this void, and when I found makeup and beauty and in that industry and in that world, I noticed all of a sudden I was getting attention, and, and even though, you know, sometimes I was bullied for being too skinny or being too quiet or, or whatever, I started coming out of my shell and getting attention for these things, and I kind of fed on that, and I almost needed that. Um, into high school, the modeling got a little bit um, started growing a little bit more. I started wearing more makeup. Oh my gosh, if you guys could see pictures, I would get up at six o'clock in the morning as a young girl to curl all my hair and just put on all this makeup, and 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 I couldn't leave the house if I didn't. And and this was a very young age uh, that this was happening. So and I noticed that I you know I was getting attention for being pretty people would say oh you're so pretty um and you know boys would want to date me and I'd get their attention that way but I also noticed uh, a lot of attack and a lot of women would attack me and oh she's stupid she's pretty but she's dumb or you know girls that I thought were my best friends were, were talking about me behind my back and then by the time I was um in my 20s I was in a domestic violence um relationship myself and in a toxic relationship where he would talk down to me and say, you know, you're not worth nothing. You'll never be nothing. You're, you're ugly. You know, you better go put your makeup on, go put your face on. So you look right. You know, things like that. And, um, I I just believed all these, all these lies and, um, ended up having a daughter. (laughs) You always say you won't cry, but she, she saved, she saved my life because I didn't want that for her, and I said, no more, no more, I'm not going to take this anymore, I got out of that relationship, because I wanted better for her, and now she's 13, and I want to speak to the young girls here, or young girls that might be listening at home, you don't need make up to be beautiful. You don't need special clothes. You don't need special friends. God made you the way you are for a reason. And we're stronger than we know. And our beauty comes from the inside. And I was on a journey to figure that out. And I'm not where I want to be. I'm speaking you to you from a place of growth. Um, but I'm not where I used to be, either. So so that, that definitely helps. Um, so I got out of that relationship. Um, because I wanted better for, for my daughter and for my, for my kids. And I was actually starting to believe a little bit, maybe maybe I, I deserved better. Well, I was single with two very young kids, not even a year apart. And I quit my daytime job because I couldn't handle being away from them. And I uh, took on a waitressing job at Hooters, Have you guys ever heard of that place. Um, never thought I'd say this in church. I didn't, that's just not, I guess my most proud moment, but I really, I really shouldn't be ashamed. Um, because I was just trying to put food on the table and hang out with other single moms and and do what I needed to do. And, um, shortly after this was almost right after Gianni, my second child was born, they asked me to enter their model search and I was still very insecure. And, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. I know you've got, you know, a bunch of really young girls younger than me that don't have kids and they, you know, they get pretty and perfect bodies and you you know, you want them to represent, you know, your brand and your store and and your city and all that good stuff. And, um, they said, we'll give you an extra hundred dollars if you enter. And I really needed diapers and formula. And I said, I don't even have a swimsuit that fits me. I just had a baby They bought that for me. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. My mom was like, honey, you're beautiful. You can do this. And I was like wanting to feel that acceptance. I wanted to feel that love. And I remember calling her the the night of the competition. Uh, She was in the audience, and I was crying backstage because I was too scared to go on stage because I just, no matter who told me I was beautiful, I didn't believe it. I never believed it. I never believed that I was worth anything. I I still had that hole in my heart. I thought, if my own dad didn't love me, if he wasn't there for me in these ways that I thought a father should be there for a daughter, how could anybody else, how could any other man ever love me when my my dad doesn't? But my, my mom, my rock she 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 talked me up and she said you can do this you get out there and you just be yourself and you just give it your best and that's all you have to do and i did um and i won and i was off to vegas and then hawaii and i won many many beauty crown pageants and and then i started doing the social media thing and and taking those pictures and photographers tell you you know well you should show a little more you know that'll be sexier that'll be prettier and and that's more marketable and and it's okay you're still wholesome so then you know you start showing it a little bit more and you start jeopardizing the integrity that you know you don't want to and if there's any other aspirant models out there you don't have to do that to be beautiful don't let anybody take advantage of you ever Um, more opportunities came. And every time I would post a picture, I'd have to run to social media, run to Facebook. Do I have likes? Am I accepted? Am I loved? But there's still that void, no matter how many likes you get, you know? So I decided that I couldn't do the modeling thing anymore. It was taking me away from my children. I was gone every weekend doing different tours in different cities. um, And I thought it would be best to settle down, get married, do that thing. So I gave that a whirl of my own whim, didn't ask God. I didn't really have a very good relationship with God at the time. I was a believer, and God had pulled me through a lot of things, like um, overcoming issues with you know, not having my father, domestic violence issues, being a single mother. He blessed me immensely. But I wasn't in the relationship that I needed to be in at that point. So I ran off and got married. I stopped modeling, and I became a makeup artist. And then I kind of started seeing some of the, the same things. <clears throat> Um, when I was doing makeup at the first place I worked for, I was fascinated by all the colors because I love the artistry, you know, the bright red lipsticks and, and the, you know, the pretty eyeliners and all these things. And I had these women in my chair and sometimes very young girls yet again, and, and, and women of any age, we all have insecurities, even, even this older women. But they would come to me and they would say, I, I don't, I don't like my lips. I wish they were fuller. Can you help me with that? Yeah, girl, let me show you how to overline your lips so you can change the way they look. Or, you know, my eyes are too small. Can you help me make them look bigger? My face is too fat. Can you help it look thinner? Help me make it look thinner. Oh, I can contour that. Yeah, let's, let's do that. I got you, girl. And you can just buy this, 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 and that. And then you'll feel better about yourself, you know. And I'm helping you, so I'll feel better about myself too, right? Or am I really helping you? I thought I was doing a wonderful thing, and the reason I love artistry and the reason I love cosmetology and went to school for that is because I wanted to help women feel beautiful about themselves in a way I never could. For some reason, it was easier for me to speak, speak to them and, and help them than it was for me to, to look in the mirror and face my own issues and my, my own insecurities and, and lack of self-love. I finally got to a point where I could have a young lady in my chair and say to her you don't need to change your face you don't need to change the way you look you don't need to change your body you're perfect the way you are what do you like about yourself well you know I like my eye color let's play up that you're beautiful just the way you are so that that helped me there unfortunately I ended up divorced he cheated on me and I moved home time to start over again God got me through that thank you Lord um, I got a great job, not in any beauty industry. I was using my mind. I was a sales rep at a big company and, um, I was taking clients to meetings here in town at Taste and Sea restaurant. <laughs> Some of you might've heard of the place. I remember the chef coming to the table and, um, and we made friends, and I thought he was a beautiful boy. And that boy asked me to come to church with him. And boy had never asked me to do that before. It's like, wow, well, okay. All right, let's go. And I didn't know what was gonna happen, but I did all my makeup again and my hair, and we went to church. And something happened that day. We sat in the front row, and the pastor said, if you haven't committed your life to Christ, you can give it to him now. You know, who would like to do this? And I just did it. I just went for it. But, and my life started to change after that. I didn't know what was going to happen with the boy, but great things started to happen. But I came to a point where he was edifying me in the way I dressed. I could cover myself up. He was he was teaching me to cover myself. He was teaching me to respect myself. He was teaching me, um, Humility, humbleness, all that good stuff. Um, But I still couldn't stop wearing a lot of makeup. I still felt like I needed that to leave my house. And I wanted to be baptized because I was so happy about the joy the Lord had put inside me. Um, But I was too scared because if I went under the water, my makeup would be washed away and people would see my bare face. People would see my bare skin and i liked this boy too and i didn't want him to see me like that and god forbid these people i think so highly of church see me in a vulnerable position that doesn't make sense i don't you know i don't want that to happen so the lord put it on my heart that i needed to take away makeup and i needed to do a makeup fast and guys i know this sounds so simple like it's not like a drug addiction i guess um you know it's different but for me, it was, it was really hard. And I couldn't have done it without Christ. And I had been on this 22-year battle with makeup. That's a long time. That's a really long time to not love yourself. And that scared me. Um, it made me think about you know, the Israelites and how they had this 11-day journey to the Promised Land and it ended up taking them 40 years. And I didn't want it another 40. You know, I didn't want it to turn into 40 years, and I still was struggling with this. Um, I was I was too scared. I, I did it. I, I did it. I washed my face. She just said, wash your face, girl. I'll wash my face. And um I went to work and my my coworkers and my boss, I was the only female, I was the only woman in this position. And I think part of the reason they may have hired me was because of the way I looked. Yeah, she'll close deals. She's pretty. Um, so when I didn't do all the hair and makeup and pretty dress to work, they were kind of like, Are you sick? Are you okay? What's wrong with you? And I said, The Lord's asked me to pass makeup. Okay. Good for you. How long? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so that was, there was a struggle there. I had to go to really big business, business meetings and I had, I had acclimated these meetings, set everything up, and they knew me as the Liz that walks in in a pretty dress and heels with her hair down and a red lipstick on, you know, all that. And I had to go clo- try to close these deals in a vulnerable state. And I just turned to the Lord Lord, help me. And he did. He helped me close business. Um, We had concerts to go to with this boy I liked, and I was really scared to go. And I would keep my head down, maybe my hair you know. Nobody see me, please. Um, But I got through it. We went and took my children. And um, the hardest thing was going to church, and I don't know why. I sat in the car with this sweet gentleman, and he was like, okay, you ready? Let's go to church. And I don't have a makeup on. And I just broke into tears and I'm just sitting there crying and he's like what's wrong and I'm like I can't do it I I can't walk in front of these people with no makeup on like I couldn't I couldn't do it so we prayed and I asked the Lord to help me you know overcome these issues and, and he prayed for me he covered me covered me in prayer, and I had to figure out why I was not comfortable being myself and and why I felt I had to change to get approval from other, other people. This was a real reality check for me because I didn't want to live in a crippled state where my self-worth or happiness or joy or freedom depended on what other people thought of me that doesn't make any sense I don't think in heaven we have winged eyeliner and red lipstick I don't know maybe we do I don't think the Lord cares if my lipstick is popping you know I don't he don't care you know it's not a big deal to him so I really had to get I had to get myself right I had to get get real with that and um I hope that. That other women out there, when they look in the mirror, they don't compare themselves to what's in the magazines or what the world says you need to look like. We need to know our truth. We need to know what the Bible says about what we need to look like. And a part of me had to die for me to understand that. Um, Sometimes things that help me, you know, gentlemen, you may have different insecurity issues. The world says you need to have a big bank account or you need to have big, big muscles. So you're, you know, injecting steroids or, or working out or you need to have the fast car or you need to be macho or whatever it says, it's a lie. We all have different insecurities. We all think we need to look or be a, a certain kind of way because that's what the world says, but, but we don't. And we can't let that control our life. We can't let, That take away the joy and the freedom that God wants to give us because He says we are enough. He says we are beautiful. He says that we are worthy. So, you know, that kind of that can kind of help, you know, gentlemen maybe understand a little bit of what it's going through. And men, as I speak to you in this moment, I want you to understand the the power God has placed in you as the head of our household, as our spouses. Um, The encouragement that you give or don't give to your wife or your daughter or your son it impacts her. You have great power just as a wife does to encourage her husband. So I just want to speak to you and just say that, that you are also enough and you are also beautiful. And, uh, and, and we love your compliments. It, it really, I, I love when guys can support guys and women. We can't attack each other. We can't say, you know, she's fat or, or she's, you know, stupid or you know, we, we can't compare ourselves, you know, when somebody gets a promotion or gets a gig or gets, why are they speaking at church and I'm not, you know, whatever it is. Um, I always say you, you compare leads to despair and we should just pray for our sisters and we should encourage our sisters and empower them and lift them up. And and I think if we come from a position of celebration, if, wow, God's really moving in our life, just stop maybe and pray for that person and say, um. You know, Lord, just bless them. Bless their situation, their finances, their family, whatever it is. I don't think we can um, be so competitive um, or maybe jealous if we're coming from a place of celebration uh, with that. And I always say um, babes should support babes. So every one of you beautiful women here, I love you so much. And you mean the world to me. And God's placed you in my life for a reason. And I want to support every one of you and encourage every single one of you because you are so beautiful. Your story is beautiful. And God loves you, and so do I. So, hey, babes, let's support babes. I want you to be able to look in the mirror and love yourself. That's really important. And I think sometimes we need to turn off social media and and turn off everything, and not allow the enemy's voice to get louder. Or we won't be able to hear what Christ has to say. Christ has a lot of great things to say. Some of the things that he taught me about God-given beauty um, is that we're all wonderfully, fearfully, and wonderfully made. Isn't that beautiful? I praise you. Psalms 139 says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. You are full of wonder, dear ones. You are so beautiful. And to think for a second that the man, the man, he's not a man. He's God. The the person, the entity, the the Lord that created the world, every beautiful flower, every adorable creature out there, um, the beautiful sunsets, the majestic ocean, he made all of that. And his most prized possession is you you were created simply to love to love him and to be loved that's why we were made that's so amazing to me and how can i for a second think i'm not good enough he made me so for me to have that mindset is for me to to deny his work you know and i don't i don't want to do that it says in Genesis one twenty seven that God created man in His own image. So for me to hate myself because the way I look or because my my God, my earthly father you know didn't give me some of the attention that I needed or maybe was violent or whatever the situation is, um, again is is to deny Him. I'm made in God's image, guys. You're made in God's image. That's amazing to me. That I found freedom in that, and that that helps me break chains. Um. It also says that we are set apart and unique. We're all created for a specific reason. God had very much intention when he created us in our secret places as in scripture, in our mother's womb. He knew the color your eyes were supposed to be. You don't need to change them. He knew how your hair texture was supposed to be. He knew what your physique was supposed to be. He planned you intricately, and he set you apart with great purpose. So we need to listen to him, and we need to silence the enemy so we can operate in that purpose, so we can step into our callings. Don't let the enemy lie to you. So what this, to me, has to do with Easter Sunday is that I had to let these old mindsets die. They had to, they they had to die. A piece of me had to die. That that damaged little girl had to die. And I see this in so many other women when I look into their eyes. Um, just know that you're beautiful and and allow those lies to be silenced. Think about Christ and how he was rejected when he was um, crucified. You know he he died for us, the people he loved most and wanted acceptance from most, um, denied him, and rejected him. And he was graceful about it. We're humans, we're not perfect, um, but he had so much grace for us. In his moment, when, when he was being crucified, he said in Luke 23, Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. So maybe we could look at each other that way, too. And when we're rejected, just know that we are full by the world. When we're rejected by the world, just know that we are fully loved and accepted by Christ. And he rose again three days later and was resurrected with new life. So I find my confidence in that, and I find my hope in that when I when I feel down or when I'm facing anything that I feel like I can't do. He really helps me with that. We, we are perfect perfected in him so and I just want to testify that he's delivered me I have a great relationship well a growing relationship with my daddy now sometimes I still have my sad moments but we pray together we go to church together sometimes and um you know there's just so many things that that man that invited me to church is my husband now and and I was afraid for him to bow bat- he ended up baptizing me and I was afraid for him to see me without makeup. And now he's seen me deliver a child. So, you know, so I just want everybody here to know that you are enough. And don't judge books by their covers. You never know what's going on on the inside. Um, you're good enough. You're worthy of love. You're beautiful. You're smart. You have a story. You have a testimony. And I want to hear it. And, and so do other people. You never know who you might touch or what seed you might plant. And... Um, I thank you for this opportunity. I'm going to be praying for you. And um, I'm crazy enough to believe that. I think all of you, all of us, we're exactly where we're supposed to be for such a time as this, created exactly how we're supposed to be. So let those old mindsets die. Let Lay them at the cross, let them die. And let Jesus be your hope as he has been mine and resurrect new life in you. Thank you for your time. Um, Praise the Lord Do uh, you, Liz, or vice versa Would you like to pray for the ladies here Or would you like the ladies to pray for you One or the other You want to pray for them Okay, well come on up Yeah, that was really powerful Truly, yes, absolutely Absolutely Thank you. Okay. Well, I just want to—we've invited the Holy Spirit. He's here again, Lord. Just—just just your words, not mine. I just want to minimize myself, and I just want to bow before you. And I ask that you cover every lady here with your truth, that they find their security in you, that they know that they're beautiful, that they know you made them the way they're supposed to be. Help show them their purpose. We go through pain, that's true, just like you did, but you can bring us out of that. You can show us every time we look in the mirror that we're amazing. Remind us that when we're afraid to walk into a room or speak in a situation where, where your Holy Spirit is prompting us, that Jesus, you were right there with us and you were right there beside us. Help us picture you right there. Help us fill your hands upon our backs just guiding us where we need to be, and I ask that you just protect them from the lies of the enemy, from the things that the world wants to speak against you, um, from social media, from, from TV commercials, from, from all of this. Um, help us focus on you, because you, again, say that we are perfectly uh, made perfect in you, and we are created exactly how you want us to be. Father, I just ask that you help us find your voice inside our heart. I I, I pray that you help us love each other in sisterhood. I pray that you help us go to those job interviews or be the mother you want us to be or be the wife that you're calling us to be in the spirit uh, of confidence, not in the spirit of fear. You did not give us a spirit of fear, but you gave us the power of love and all evil is cast out in that perfect love, Father. So, enemy, you cannot have my sister's. You cannot, you gotta go, okay? Because we are not afraid of you because God is in us. The living God is in us. The resurrected King is within us and we are powerful and we are strong and we are united and you will not divide us anymore. I speak this over my sisters near and far in the heart of the USA, right here in Wichita, Kansas, let this this moment ripple out and let us just walk in your love, Father. And I ask that you just continue to guide us and that we rest in your shelter. And I pray for the men too. I pray that they build their women up. I pray that they support their women. I pray that they know that they are amazing and they are strong. I pray that they they show a gentleness and a compassion for the things that women go through, for the insecurities that we have, because we're not supposed to have those. I thank you for this time with everybody here. I thank you for anybody listening. I just pray that these little seeds penetrate hearts, and the young girls, that are watching YouTube and all these beauty influencers, I hope they understand what real beauty is, what God-given beauty is. It comes from the inside, and only you have it. Only you can influence those people around you. Only you can change the situations that you're in because nobody else is there. Nobody is created the way that you were created. Help us remind us that we are unique and we are set apart for a reason. Whether you're 12 or 13 or 20 or 40 or 50, it doesn't matter. It's never too late and it's never too soon to accept what the Lord has to give you. I pray all this in Jesus' name, amen.